Hey everyone, uh, hope life is well, hope all is good. We are hitting into the holiday world, whatever you celebrate. I'm a Christmas guy, so I don't know what you... And I know I've been talking about my wife is actually boycotting. Well, guess what? It has been overturned. <laughs> yes, we've been overturned. We are now having Christmas at our house. Um, her brother... Basically, all my in-laws are coming over. So, that should be, and we're cooking, and life is good, and she just still is like, I'm not going crazy buying presents. I don't want to feel pressured that I have to buy and Then don't. Don't worry about it. It's all good. So, I want to explain to you, besides all that, I have a guest on today. Um, and before, a great friend. I toured with him on the Metallica tour. We toured from last September to March, and we were he. And the way we met as a comedian, I was playing the West Coast a couple years ago, and my publicist Amy said, "You know, there's a guy who keeps calling me in the West Coast, and you met him, and he was a fan of yours, and he's you know he he owns a record company called Side One Dummy." And he's like this punk rocker guy. He's really cool, great energy. He wanted to know if he can... He always said, I'm available if you need someone to open. I went, all right, you know, send him to San Diego. And that was our first trip. And I know his... Fu- he, and this is the thing that got me was... So I, I show up. And he shows up. But he brought his father. And I don't even think he did on purpose. But I got to be... Because his father lived there. I, I got to say, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, I always like you as a person, but I also want to know how deeper you are. What is your circle? What are your friends? What is your family? What is your wife? What is your husband? What is your father? And when I saw that instant connection, I didn't even watch his set. He was now immediately on my radar. I said, for a comedian or a guy trying to become a stand-up comedian who's already a successful musician slash punk rocker slash record label guy that manages and signs bands and musicians, he brings his father. And that was the beginning of my relationship with Joe Sib. And I took him on some gigs. So anyway, we, we've been on quite a journey all over just as, and, and became friends. And so I'm having him on today. And the reason I'm having him on is a very specific story and journey that has happened in my life. It's still happening in my life. I think it's happening in a lot of your lives, somewhere out there. A lot of you know. And now also know that's Joe. He's a, he's a full-blown California. The way you think California is spe- Dude, dude, rad, rad, dude, dude. It took me a little while to get used to that. Just the way someone would get used to going, you know what I'm saying? Yo, just whatever, however you speak. It doesn't mean you're... It, it's just the way... So... Try to cipher through that if you're if you're like I don't like the way they speak it I like you know, dude he says dude a lot it is we're gonna take we, we go on a journey it's a great ending it has an ending but I'm I'm just gonna ask you to stick on this 
And we go on a lot of side roads. And me and Joe talk, we take a left turn. It's just like my stand-up show. I start talking about one thing and I take nine different streets all over the place. And just when you think we're lost, boom, we're right back on the highway and we come to the exit where we need to go. So be patient with this. Listen, just see who we're, where we're going. I hope you enjoy it. And um, have a great Christmas and New Year's. And we're going to start off with me and this conversation with Joe Sib. And it's everything that, you know, you guys have been listening to. And you know what I'm about and all that jazz. So check it out. And we'll check in as soon as it's done. Uh, let's call with Joe Sib. Hold on. Joe? Yo, Brewer. What you doing? Dude, can you hear me, buddy? Technology. I love it. Dude, I'm good. <laughs> Are you doing any New Year's gigs? You know, I got asked to do one, um, but I don't know, man. You know, the family's going to be here, and I don't know. Like, I, it's, you know how it is on I New Year's? It's like, I haven't done it in years. Year, I used to do it all the time, and then I was like, you know what? I, I Everyone's at my house. Or, yeah. or everyone's going over this family house, or everyone's going to this friend's house. Like, do I really? And then, and then comedy shows on New Year's Eve, they always want to do it later. Like, let, what, was it last year or the year before? I was Arizona. You. We were together. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. We went to Arizona. Yeah, and you, you, and you cut right. out. You, le- you, you left me to do the countdown. I was looking. You're, they, they go, hey. <laughs> Yeah, and and you and you 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 lied to me. You said, "Oh, it's gonna be great. People love doing the countdown." And then next, it was terrible. People were like, they were so they were so drunk. It was so messy. Oh. And, and then the next day, I saw you, and you were just laughing at me. I was like, "Why? Why did you?" I remember the guy. Yeah. The, yeah, the guy came back. The guy came backstage, Jim. He comes backstage and he goes, "Hey, Jim." You know, at the end of the show, and you go, you know what? I, I, I really think it'd be best if Joe does the countdown. And then, and then I, you and the owner had a look in your eye, and then the owner yep. goes, oh, yeah. They'll love that Joe does the countdown. And then, oh, my God, it was so brutal. Brutal. Yeah, it, it, was, it was me basically saying, I was being <laughs> as nice as possible, going, yeah, that, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not... I'm not standing yeah. up there. I'm, I'm, I apologize that I made you go. Sir, get in the trench. Go on the front line. Yeah. Uh, the Army's coming. Uh, let me see what uh, weapons you got. Yeah, no, those are not going to work. But don't worry. Yeah. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> we'll, uh, you'll be better tomorrow. Uh, you'll survive. <laughs> uh, I apologize for that, too, because your family had... I'm a, uh, yeah. Your wife was there, and the kids were there to witness this debacle. Oh, man. Yeah. And then Sorry, man. D, I've just been around too D, long. I ain't getting hired. <laughs> even D was there. D was there. D was That's there. Right. And the girls, the girls did, the girls, came, every, all our kids came to the first show and they'd had enough of us. So they left. And then I remember D, I think she said, Jimmy, Jimmy, you going to let him do the countdown? Oh boy. Oh boy. And then like, you guys just, <laughs> just left. And I was like, what does oh boy mean? And then I found out what oh boy meant. <laughs> you know what I remember too with that game oh. was this was the first time your family was joining you like on the road. Oh God. Nightmare. And and you well, you went, Oh, this is gonna be you know, a vacation. Be cool. Yes. Uh, my wife's coming and the kids are coming. And I went, 
so I sat there and I remember telling Dee, I went, oh man, this is, so Joe thinks he's going to have a great time. Um, Willie doesn't, you know, this is, this is going to be really fun to listen to by day two. Cause I think we were there two nights or three nights and I, you know, shame on me. And I think I might've texted you, but we all went, we rented, uh, we were in Arizona and we rented those uh, dune buggies and went out in the sand. And I was like, oh, my God, you should have done it. And I just remember day two, you you guys didn't plan anything. You're like, Jim, the kids in the room, everyone's pissed. No one's talking to each other. This is the worst thing. You got to get get them out. You got to. Dude, no, no, no. You know what you text me? I re- no, I remember. I remember we get there, and the first day starts out good. Like everyone's hanging out, everyone's in a good place, and like, and, and I, I even went to the next level where I said, "Hey, to the kids, like, why don't you bring a friend? You know, they put us up at this great place. It's going to be awesome." Yeah. So like, the first day it's good, and then I remember we get to the show, and we're hanging out, and you go, you go, "What kind of activities do you got planned?" And I look, <laughs> right. uh, "Emma, what are you talking about?" And you're like, "Well, you know, like." You know, you had the first day to hang. Everyone, you know, everyone gets to hang. And I go, what do you mean activities? And you just go, well, you got activities for the next two days, right? I go, well, no, I figure we're going to. And I just, I, while I'm speaking to you, I realized, no, I don't have any activities planned. And then it just started to spiral. It just was like more <laughs> bad food being eaten, more TV, more. Like, I don't know how many times I screamed, get off your phone. We're in Arizona. And <laughs> Arizona sucks. I'm like, oh my god, we're already saying like, just, just. It was so bad. It got to the point. You remember, Karen? I the, she didn't even drive home with us in the car with the kids. Remember, I dropped her off at the airport. She had to fly home. Couldn't be in the car with us anymore. It's over. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the key to family vacation. And 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 I I have. I have fell victim to this over and over time, or, or business vacations, where I, I, I'm a seasoned veteran. So I went through so many times what you went through, and that's why I was like, you have activities, right? Because I know, <laughs> by day two, if you don't, and that's another thing, when you're away, you can't ask them what they want to do. You got to go, here's what we're doing. And then they bitch and moan. Oh, why do we gotta do? What are we? I don't want to do that. That's a stupid. Why are we gonna do? Ma, do you want to do? That? We already took. And then, then they divide and conquer us because they know there's always one in the group, which is usually me, uh, that goes. You know, maybe the kids don't want. It's like, no, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah, I know, but they're hitting me up saying it's really gonna suck and blah blah. No, but. This is what we're doing, and if you and they'll say things, plan, and they'll say things, they'll say things too, like this, Dad. It's just I wanted to spend time with you, you know. Like they'll trick you, like, like oh yeah, they try to bite you, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. What, and they like, <laughs> mean you just go out before everyone, and then you go, and they're not hanging with you. They're just on their phone, Instagramming exactly. and doing and, and talking to everyone else. They just lured you. Yeah, they to, tricked you. To, they tricked you. It's Dude, the, it's like you're the prison. You're the prison. Like, think about it this way: you're the prison guard, 
and they will say yes. anything to get the keys to get out. Dad, I love you. Mom, <laughs> That's right. mom doesn't understand me. Mom, you know what? Mom, mom, doesn't, mom doesn't understand me like you, Dad. And, you know, if you and I just sat by the pool, I mean, we would have such and – if, and if we just – if you took photos of me and helped me post them, what? And next thing you know, you're a photographer. You know, you know how many times I've turned into a photographer on a trip? Just like, Dad, take a picture of this. Dad, Dad, I'm skating. My son will be like, he'll be like skateboarding. And he'll be like, I'll be like, he's like, yeah, let's skate together. And the next thing I know, I'm not skating with him. I'm, for, I'm, I'm Glenn Friedman taking photos of him. You know, Dad, I'm going to volley over this. Okay, now send me that clip. I'm going to edit it. Oh, Dad, I need music. Can, you, can, can I get the iTunes uh, password so I can buy these sticks? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what? I just spent 100 bucks. What's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, you were right. You were right. Over and over. I know. Over I and know. over. And that's. I saw everything you just said in my head, and internally, I started cracking up. And I even looked at Dee, and we walked away and went, oh, that poor couple. Little do they know yeah. How, yeah. how day two and yeah. three are going to turn out. So oh, there's, your, there's your tip straight from me and Joe Sib. If you're going away this Christmas or this uh, and you're and you're either working and you bring the group or you're on a holiday, you better have activities locked and loaded, planned with the family before you even show up because it always. And I would ends. even, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I, I would what? say this. No, I would say this, Jim. You know, for everybody, you know, because because what ends up happening is that you know you you think you know you and your wife, you know, you guys are going away. That like, oh, we got the kids. You know, we're going to get some time. Don't just do yourself a favor. Don't don't set that expectation. Set the expectation that this isn't a vacation. This isn't time. This is basically we're going to be at home, but now we're just in a different city. So you have to beat yeah. your kids to the punch. You got to, here's the deal. You know, I'm a big fan of like one of the parents has to be the up early person. And I'm usually that person. And that means I'm going to beat them to the punch with what we're having for breakfast. I'm going to beat them to the punch for what we're doing that day. And I will let now when we go on trips, before we even get on the plane, before we even get in the car, I text them all the itineraries. Like, here's the deal. We're going to, we're getting uh. there. You have these three hours. You have about six hours the first day to do whatever you want. You want to text. You want to, you know, do whatever. Do it. Spend time. Go for it. Because now we're going to have dinner, and then after dinner we have this activity. Okay, and then you get – it's like I have to treat it like – like I said, they're in jail, and you get to go in the yard every couple hours and run around in a couple of circles. That's your time. But when you're with me, when you're with me and mom, yeah. it's and, – and if you don't want to do the activity, and the other thing is this. I, I agree because after that last trip, I was like yeah. – we realized if you don't have the activity set up, and you know what else? You know whatever ha- you know what happens to the activity that they told you they hated now turns into. So, Dad, like you know, in your case, when we go to Arizona, Dad, we're gonna ride in the jeeps, right? Like the thing they hated. Now they're like, Dad, that was the best when you and I were on the jeeps. So then it always works out that they end up liking oh, the activities. We had the greatest time out there. It, it was, I mean, we got filthy, dirty, but renting those things, and we just kept them. Every day, they would go, oh, what do we? and then my, and it also helped because my sister lives out there, my sister Janet, and she's freaking funny. And so they spent a whole, like, four or five hours of Janet visiting us. So we, yeah, we kept them busy the whole time. But I think also, we also did two days in Tucson before or after. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did a we did a, a Tucson show. No, we did. I remember we you and I remember the family. We did two shows before we got to Tempe, 
and um, they were at like these theaters. So you guys had had been together uh, out there for a little for a little bit, right? You know, right. It's, it's funny. Right. It's funny that you say your sister showed up because, dude, I don't know yeah. what it was, but it felt yeah. it feels like whenever I'm on the road with you, there's yeah. always a relative that is like anywhere in America. There's there's a brewer or D's family member there. I swear. I don't know how many times I'd be standing, you know, in the crowd after my set and you'd be gone and someone would come up to me and be like, okay, take me to Jimmy. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, hi, what's your name? Oh, I'm his cousin or I'm his sister. I'm like, how many sisters does this guy have? And then every time I'd run, I'd run backstage and I'd be like, I remember, I don't know where we were one time in Florida. I'm like, Jim, there's this, there's this, there's a whole slew of them. And they had this old man with him, and they were. I thought he yes. was the owner of the club. All night, I kept going over saying, "Thanks, you know, I'd love to come back and do a set." And he would just look at me. And then later on, I find out he's your, he's your like, he's related to D or something. He's a he's. They're all cousins. There's um, it's my father's brother's daughter, and she, yeah, she lit, and so she always brings the entire. Her name's Judy. She bring there's ten of them, ten to fifteen. Yeah. Remember Sarasota? We go to Sarasota. Yeah. I'm like, hey, listen, uh, you know, the guy from ACDC might come tonight, or, and the oh. wife. But this is going to be about ten family members, just like, or, or or we were in. I don't even remember where the hell we were. It was McCurdy. Uh, yeah, it was McCurdy's. Well, yeah, McCurdy's there, but I'm trying to remember. There was one other. Oh, it was near. It was near Naples, somewhere near Naples, Florida, and yeah. it was like ten, fifteen. Like, oh my gosh! But oh my you know. but I will say, so yeah, it's been a nice journey. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, are you doing anything the holidays? Are you going? You know, away? I mean, for the home? Home? no, you know what, man? I'm gonna. You know what, man? I have I have shows. Um, I got shows tonight and tomorrow night, and then um, I got and then that's it, man. I'm done. Up like the last gig I got. Um, is on Saturday night, and then I'm done. I'm going to take off all next week. Uh, Nathan, Chessa, they're all coming to the to the house. We're all going to be together, and I'm just going to I'm going to uh, Nate and I are going to go snowboarding one, a couple days. We're going to enjoy the holidays. My dad's here, so we're just going to slide into cool. you know the holidays and just kind of just you know just it, I'm not going to. Yeah. I really want to enjoy that time. I really want to drop into it and yeah. you know get set up and just enjoy all of us being together. And then uh, so, you know, hit it hard next year. I want to, um, if you're if you're okay for a couple minutes, I want to. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple things. Hey, dude, I just wrote. I just wrote. Yeah, I'm gonna be all over the place, but I just wrote. No, go for it. A, a, a show, and I finished the script. Um, I'm super excited. I'm on episode wow. three, and the episode three. Involves me and you, in the oh, in the awesome. in the in the script, but I want to tell people, if you're cool with this, I I and I and I'll bring it in on on the whole thing. We were in New Mexico, right? And so me and Joseph were playing in Me. I'm so, yeah, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I go on this whole thing. And and long story short, you don't have to go through the whole thing, but one of the coolest things were. I I came back and I was like, Joe, I got this idea for a film. I just went on this hike and it was crazy. And I had all these ideas about, you know, spiritual and this, oh, and this guy, fine. And then you went, dude, you know, I went to a, a spirit like place. 
And long story short, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but you brought up Hawk. You met with an, a Native Indian. Native American. Native American. Yeah. And he basically, his, his belief and his story, because at the end of my walk, there was a big hawk. And I stopped and I just, he was really close to me. And we just, I can't explain it. We were vibing. I was staring at this thing. Um, explain to me again what the hawk means, because then I want to, I don't know if I ever told you about this guy who, I go to this coffee shop every morning. And this one guy lost his, lost his wife. I know. Remember, we and went to we went to he Rob. Yes, you met him. City. I love that. That's guy. right. He likes to. Yeah. He, like, he used to. Yeah. He used to like to dance. He's super skinny. Yes. He's, yes. Yeah. He's. I. I love that guy. He's great. Yes. And and for you, for those of you listen, I'm going to bring him on the show. It's an amazing uh, story. He yeah. lost this man. This man went from sitting in this this shop just sobbing all the time. He made everyone uncomfortable. And then I found out a story, and a bunch of us found a story, blah, blah, But I'm going to get back into this <laughs> hawk thing, and I don't know if I told you this, but it was because of our moment that may have turned, but one of the big reasons that turned his life around, which I always think, you know, some people, whatever you believe in, I do, I feel things happen for a reason. So it starts oh, totally. off with, it starts off with me and you, and tell, explain to me the hawk thing, because I'm going to explain to you and the listeners how it infiltrated Rob and how yeah, I, mean, I, I saw his whole life that's... change in this moment. You said, what does the hawk yeah. represent? You, you're with the Indian. Yeah, I'm with the, well, um, the thing. The, the first thing I got to say is every, everyone that's listening right now is like, you know, I know some of, some of Brute. I know your fans, dude. And some are like, yo, bro, he's talking about hawks and shit. What's he talking about? <laughs> right, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, why is he talking to this dude from California? This guy from California is ruining it. No, what, and, and you also have to remember, and someday I hope you tell the story, and, and uh, the time, I'll never forget the story you told me about when you had a full conversation with a horse. That's a great con. That's a great that's <laughs> Not a great, right. <laughs> we will. Yeah. yeah that's for another time. That story. Yeah. You know yeah, what? We should. Keep, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna, we have a lot of, me and you have a lot of stories to share yeah. with uh, the yeah. listeners. In due time, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I won't. Uh, I won't drop that one. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to see the podcast numbers triple and double. You gotta check this out. He talks so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I can talk to Bruce, the modern day Doctor Doolittle, I'm telling you right now, dude. I, dude, you you think you got the guy that knows how to take care of dogs, dude? Brewer, I got this cat. Can you tell the cat? <laughs> No, uh, okay. when you and I were talking in Albuquerque was basically what happened was, uh, gosh, I think it was like 10, 15, about 10 years ago, I got, my eye got messed up. And, and when I say messed up, it was, it was crazy. Cause it was literally around, it was new year's Eve and it was 10 years ago. And I'd always, and basically I was snowboarding with my, with my family. We were up on the mountain and, um, and, and I had planned activities. So, you know, things were going well. And basically what happened was, um, I had a retina vein occlusion. And for the listeners or anyone that's had a retina vein occlusion, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For the people that don't know what a retina vein occlusion is, it's when basically the veins in your eye, um, you don't get enough blood to the retina. And it, it, it's imagine like your car not getting enough gasoline to the engine. What's going to happen? The engine's going to seize. So my retina basically seized. And what happened was, it, and it happened so quickly, uh, it was like 
One moment, I'm like, wow, my vision's kind of messed up in my right eye. Next minute, wow, there's like a black dot. Uh, by the time I realized, wow, this is more serious than I thought. And of course, I went full man style and didn't tell anybody. And finally, when right. I told Karen what was happening, basically, there's a, it, all I could see in my, my right eye was a black dot. Ow! Knights of Columbus, that hurts! like this huge black dot. And by the time I got to the doctors and they got in there, they were like, look, you've had a retina vein occlusion. You know, you're, you're, some of your vision's going to come back, but it won't be the same. And, you know, it turned into this thing that basically over the course of like six months to a year, they were running tests on me because I thought at the time they were, my doctor was concerned about my vision. But what he finally told me after about six months of getting blood taken and going to this doctor and going to this guy, and keep in mind, dude, my, my vision not being good, like my right eye, like the best way to describe it is, you know, when you go swimming in a pool gym and like, you're like, oh, dude, dive down to the bottom and grab the quarters we threw in or like, hey, you know, swim around the pool. You open your eyes. You know, it's just you can see like, yeah. oh, there's someone in front of me. That's yes. That's what it, yeah. that's what it would look like out of my right eye. So okay. basically, I was pissed that my eye was messed up. And ultimately, um, what they what my doctor finally told me was like, hey, man. I'm not concerned about your eye. I'm concerned about the, the veins in your eye are very similar to the veins in your, on your brain. Yeah, so, well, check it out. Usually, if someone has one of those, you know, basically by the time I'm talking to someone that's as young as you, they've had their first stroke. And that was just, that was where it was, this, it was just a showstopper. I was like, what? He's like, dude, I don't care about your, your eyes. So what? I want to know why this vein in your eye had this happen because that's usually what happens on someone's brain and they have a stroke. And dude, it was just like, I mean, literally just stopped my whole world. Yeah, and you're and, young. And I, you're really oh young. You're, a, you're not even oh my, 40, right? Yeah. I was you, so, I was like, what the hell? So, right. of course. And you, you also know, got a high down. stress job. You're a very high oh. stress guy. You're, <laughs> you got a lot going on in life. Uh, you have your business. There's a lot going on in your life. Just like everyone else in in, yeah. in this world that lives, there's madness, and we're on the gerber wheel, and you're going, you're going bonkers trying to go by. So, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So and, now, and then, no, no. And then what ends up happening was, um, it, the, and this is where it ties into the hawk situation was, my wife, God bless her, she she's so smart, and she's she's in tune with just alternative medicine. And I went to everyone, and no one could figure out what's going on with my brain and what was going on with the veins and my eyes. Which adds it more just, stress. Oh my god! Because, dude, as you know, you know, anytime there's any type of health issue, you, you know, every minute yeah. you're like, what's going to happen? Yeah. You know. So yeah. long story and short, you, and um, when you don't know what's going on, it's it's. Even that's what I'm saying. It's more stress because you don't know what's going on. Your oh, your one eye's already out. Well, what? Yeah. And he said stroke. So what, what, what do you mean you don't know? Nobody knows what's going on. What's the next step? A heart attack? A aneurysm? Am I going to die? Oh my gonna, god! Yeah, so I yeah. can't imagine where yeah. you're at. And I you're trying to run be, business. Yeah, and and, and be a dad like, and a husband. Exactly. You know, and uh, so at that point, my wife uh, Karen basically just said, "Hey, here's the deal. I came home one day." She's like, uh, check it out. You're going to go to Sedona Soul Adventures. And I'm like, what? And you guys, you got to remember, dude, at this point in my life, you guys, like at this point in my life, like anyone that, you know, if I've met you through opening for Jim or if you've seen my stand-up, I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago after this trip. But before this trip, you guys, I'm like F alternative medicine, F oils, F. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Like I was like, dude, 
I'm not going, sure. what am I going to do? Like, I'm not wearing, I'm not going to wear, uh, you know, Bergen stocks. Like I don't wear, like, I'm not going, like, I'm, I'm like, dude, I don't like the hippie <laughs> right. vibe. I don't, I don't like tie dye. I don't like patchouli. Yeah. I don't like the Grateful <laughs> Dead. I don't right. like, I don't like right. anything like that. And, and my wife anyone listening, like, yeah. And if you're listening, Jim, Joe is not going to, at the end of the story, it's not about selling alternative because no. people are know like, if this is upset, it's not going. No, on. just uh, Joe's just ex- Joe is amazing at painting all the details in life, so you know the situation and where he's at, who his wife is, who he is. So I don't mean to interrupt, but I know like because no, no, I'm, I'm sitting here as a listener, like is he going to start telling me to go buy crystals no. because then I'm out? No. It has nothing to do with that. He's just describing no. the scenarios. So go ahead. I'll tell you this. Sorry. Yeah, and I'll tell you this right now. For people listening, we have more in common than you know. I know. I know that people. You know, you know, we're all we're we're way more similar than you think. So what I'm trying to say is, I just didn't buy it. I was like, dude, I'm not going. Right. I told my wife, I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not going. She's like, well, either you go or you know, me and the kids and we go. And I go, whoa, what do you? And like, she's like, dude, even if you're not into it, just you need to go figure out and and have some different approaches and try to figure out what's going on with you. And I'm like, I remember, Jim, I was like going to the airport. I must have, I'm like, I'm not getting on the plane. And I, all of a sudden I'm on the plane. Well, when I get there, I'm turning around and coming back. Next thing I know, I'm in the car. I'm driving to the place. I'm not going. And then all of a sudden I'm in the front parking lot of this place. And I'm like, oh my God, here I am. And, and of course, you know, like I told you, Jim, like I'm used to like, you know, I want a nice spa, a bar. None of that stuff existed. You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I know you. We were in there a was like Metallica. A, and, oh my and God. I literally, I, I was like, I need, a, I need a month's break with Joe. I, I was on the great, we did, it was like we were on spring break for a long, no, we oh weren't maniacs, God. but for adults going, uh, you know, we'd hit, we'd hit Milwaukee. We indulged. We indulged. Yeah. I'll say that right we now. Indul- <laughs> you, said, you, said that the, you said before we went out, like, Jim, tell me right now, you know what we're doing on this tour? Indulging. We're never going to have yeah. this opportunity again. And you're right. You're, i it was worth every indulgement we ever did. I have to but, say. But for the, I, and when we say yeah. indulge, we're talking yeah. Bloody Marys in Milwaukee yeah. at 2 in the afternoon yeah. with their greatest cheeseburger. And we're talking about, yeah. oh, we got to go to the fried chicken place in North Carolina that the line is five miles long. We're doing this. Yeah. We're going to. Yeah. So, yeah. We're talking, yeah. About, we're talking about indulging when Lars would come in and say to you, Hey, Jim, you know, uh, whatever wine you want, just, you know, go into my room. And then you and I would go, or, you know, we would go in there. And, and it wasn't, it was a wine cellar. It was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and then, of course, right. I'm like, and then this was what I mean, indulging is indul- before Jim and I, or at least I would be like, oh, no, thank you, Lars. I don't, I don't want to do that. I, oh, I'm fine. And I would, you know, I would stay out of everyone's way. On that tour, I was like, I remember at one point, you remember in Vegas when we had everyone? Oh, yeah, of course I, I did. And I got, caught, I I got did. caught by Lars. I got caught by yes. Lars in his dressing room <laughs> loading with, Bri- with Brian Regan on the bus. And I'm loading yes. a bag. It's not even a nice bag. It was a, it was a black garbage bag with wine. And Lars just looks at me and he goes, he just looks at me like, okay, I guess you're enjoying yourself. And I said, I'm indulging. <laughs> yeah, we oh, had a yeah. lot of people on the bus that night. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I have those photos. It was so much fun. But uh, but the point being, and as as the point being was, I went there with my mind was so closed, and when I went to this place, 
but what ended up happening was they, they hooked me up with a lot of different spiritual people that work with, uh, work with, you know, a different means to find out what might be the root of something that's going on with you. And, and it was everything from a guy from Australia with a didgeridoo. I know that sounds crazy. Someday I'll tell you that story. Uh, and then yes, then, hold know, off on the whole story because I'm yeah. telling you that that's we're gonna do that one day and we're gonna have someone yeah. write it up. It is a real. Yeah. It's it's the stories are beyond fascinating for people to listen to, and I still to this day that chapter's not done, Joe. We're just getting yeah. started, but those stories yeah. are freaking what, amazing. What, what Joe went through yeah. this week. Sorry, good. And what no, and what what and what would and what you were speaking about, Brewer was was when we when we were out in Albuquerque and you had said, Hey, you know, I had this moment today. And I remember, you know, you and I, yeah. like, that was when I remember, I st- and it's so funny. I still have that photo of that moment because, you know, you and I, like, I remember, you know, I met you and we were, we were friendly. And then I remember you invited me to come on more shows and that was cool. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it went from like, like seeing each other at a gig to all of a sudden on this particular trip, we were driving a lot. And like, that's when you really get to know someone like, okay, now I'm sitting yeah. next to this dude. And I, you know, like I knew you, but I didn't know, like, am I going to like, am I going to groove with this guy? Like, and then right. right then on that trip, it was like, it was almost like, dude, have we known each other, you know, before yep. this? Because we, we, it was like, we love the same music. We love, we laugh at the same stuff. You know, we, I remember the woman yeah, with yeah. the hat on and the husband, we were laughing. <laughs> yes. And it was, I'll never forget. It was five in the morning, and you and I are leaving a hotel. And normally, like when you when you're driving that early in the morning, no one talks. And you and I just were laughing so hard. It Belly laugh out. Yeah, we started crying over something. We started crying over something that was so off. yeah, over something that was Stupid. so silly. But I remember yeah. on that trip, I was like, man, okay, you know. And then when you came in and you had this look on your face, and we were out in this this the shrub <laughs> walking around, and you go, hey, I'm gonna tell you something, and I'm like, all right, like dude is there you know like and it was like such a test of our friendship when you told me this thing about what had happened that afternoon with the hawk and then i go and it was like this weird moment where i was like all right dude i'm gonna throw it on the table like either we're gonna be bros for life or you know we're gonna go our separate ways and i was like dude i had this experience in sedona where i went on a walk and that was when i was out there you know at, at this the same story where karen had sent me and i was in sedona and i hooked up with this Native American and like his name on his card was something like Paul Jones, but I'm like, all right. And they're like, yeah, you're going to go hang out with him. And, and you, you all have to remember, you know, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in, I'm in Arizona, Sedona. I've never been there. So like I'm driving to this guy's house. I, you know, they're saying Native American. His name's Paul something. Um, and he lives in like a cul-de-sac in any of your neighborhood neighborhoods, but it's butted up against this beautiful, you know, um, area that's like, you know, uh, what do they call like, uh, a reserve, you know, and yeah. we show up and I remember I show up and this dude answers the door in like a 49er shirt. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm looking for Paul. But you know, when I look at his face, I'm like, Oh, this is the native. And he's like, Hey, what's up? And he has Levi's on. And I think he had like, just like, you know, work, you know, like, you know, workout shoes. And he had his 49er yeah. shirt and I go into, I go not, into the house. And I'm like, Oh, not a native not- American in the way, the way we visualize in our head. We're unfortunately, yeah, but- we're waiting for Tonto and we're waiting you know for the big, yeah. Before, I, You're I, you expecting to roll up to a teepee. 
dude, I was expecting to roll up to like, you know, you're meeting with a Native American. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe, you know, maybe he lives, you know, further in the country. No. Oh, yeah, maybe, wild I horses I, running around. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, and I know some people listening. Oh, my God, that's stereotype. Sorry. You know, I don't no, know. This is like, what we're, what, what's embedded in our head. This is what real yeah. life. I'm telling you, that's what I thought. You know, if someone oh, show up, hey, Jim, you're going to go yeah. meet this guy, and I think Native American. I, I'm, I want, I think I'm going to see. That's just the, what's pain in my head. Excuse me, uh, and my uneducation. Why am I dancing around this? I'm why, expecting why to see finger, yeah, painting on the face, and maybe a there you hair go. braided. There you go. This yeah. is what I'm waiting to see. I'm just being honest. This? How about this? But go ahead. If someone says it's like when you expect to see a, a white guy, you want to see a computer and glasses on that day talk type. There you head. go. No, so stop. I'll no. say this. Anyway, go ahead. If, if some if if someone said to you, Brewer, hey, hey man, I'm going to introduce you to this astronaut, and you're like, oh really? Man. Oh dude, this guy I'll yeah. right now flew flew this flew that. If some little yeah. dude showed up. And you're like, this guy's an astronaut. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, yeah, wait right. He's wearing a Metallica jacket and his yeah, hair's exactly. pink. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Come on here. Yeah. Yeah. So I show up and, uh, and the guy, he's super cool. And, and, you know, and this right now will let you, it'll back up everything we're saying. We sit down and right away we're bonding over the Niners because I'm from the Bay Area. I'm like, oh, dude, that's cool. You're in the 49ers. And he's like, hey, man, so like, so I heard your eyes all messed up. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, man. So, uh, so we're going to go for a walk today. And I, I'm kind of looking at him and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and then he looks at me and there's this moment where we're kind of looking at each other. And he's like, and he kind of, he says to me, I don't know what the exact words were, but he kind of goes, so I can tell you're like, you're a little disappointed. Right. And I go, and I, and I try to cover it up like, oh no, what do you mean, man? No, like, I mean, he goes, hold on for a second. And then he leaves. And he comes back, and when he came back in, he had a leather, like, you know, I don't want to say, I don't know what it was called, but it was like a poncho, and it was sewed up, and like, you know, he, he had the gear on, and he goes, is this, is this, is this what you were, and I go, wow, and I go, yeah, and we started laughing, and he goes, you know what, man, he goes, you know, this is, this is my native garb, you know, this is what I, you know, this is part of it, and I go, okay, cool, and he goes, all right, so then, um, basically, I'll save the listeners the whole thing, but we basically went on a journey that when I left there, I was one person and did not believe in any of this. And I just didn't really connect at all with the earth and spirituality and how it's all tied in. And, and, and that me that goes for anyone that believes in whatever they believe in Buddhism, Jesus, God, it's, it's, it's all connected, man. And when I went out there with him, he really was able to explain to me and get inside what I feel was really causing the stress in my life. Now, when I say this, a lot of you might be like, well, dude, how long did you spend with him? Yeah, I spent six hours with this dude out in the, out in the, I don't even know where we were. Walking. Now, here's what, yeah, go ahead. I've never done any drugs in my entire life. And and Jim knows that. Like, I I tried to smoke weed. I freaked out. You know, my drug of choice is, and, and going back to the indulging, this is Jim and I getting crazy on tour. Joe, do you want another Coors Light? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, Jim, look at, they have martinis. You know, like, like yep. so my, yep. my drug of choice has always been, like, a couple Coors Lights and, and, you know, maybe a shot of tequila. I'll tell you guys this right now. When we were out there walking for the six hours, it was, I'd never been connected with nature and earth and the, and, and the way this guy walked me through it was so amazing. And what he taught me and showed me in the six hours was, you know, to look around you. And I, you know, the other day on your podcast, Jim, you talked about like 
being out in nature and how important yeah. that is. And I was like, God, he's so right. And none of us do that because we're trying to pay Nobody the bills. We're trying to take and care of And turn the phone kids. off. Oh turn my the gosh. phone off while yeah. you do it. And you can do it Dude. anywhere. Like you, there's a par- yep. there's, you know, you go to New York, you go to Central Park, you go to, you know, if you're in LA, you can go to the ocean, you just sit on a rock at the beach, you know, and hear, you know, I, this, the other day, Eddie Vedder, they've done this Pearl Jam uh, Christmas thing where it's like Pearl Jam and like all these songs. And there's this one song about Santa Cruz, that's my hometown. And, and Eddie Vedder says, what keeps him alive is, is the breeze and the sound of the ocean. And I'm like, God, he's so right. Like when, when I hear the ocean, it, it just makes me go, okay. And what I really believe is, you know, that's, that's basically the whisper of the universe saying, hey, man, you know, or hey, dude, Joe, check it out, bro. I created all this. It's cool. You're home. You know, like, okay, take a second to take a breather because now, you know, you got, the, you got everything you're trying to make. And what this Native American gentleman taught me was to look around at the signs and to you know when you when you feel a breeze or when you see see a bird or when you see a a, and in this case i this hawk was i noticed was following us and i was like dude it was like the scene out of goodfellas like yo bro is that is there a helicopter up there right now (laughs) you know like (laughs) up there and he goes yeah i've noticed that he said yeah i've noticed that too and he said to me, you know, I really believe that's your, uh, that's your spiritual um, guide watching over you. And I was like, what do you do? What are you talking about? And, and at that point, you know, I remember we started talking and he said, you know, the people that have passed on, and this is what, you know, he kind of shared with me. He said, a lot of those people, you know, they're looking out for you. And in your case, Joe, I remember he said to me, he goes, you got a lot of people that are looking out for you. And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, I can feel and I, I start, and anyone that's an Italian or anyone that's had a big family, like I, I right away, I was like, oh my God, you know, I just thought of my aunt, my uncle Bob, sure, my aunt Jean, Aunt Mary. Yeah. Um, I thought of Aunt Mary, uh, Grandma yeah. Subiondo, Grand, there, I could picture them all sitting around like this kitchen table in a cloud arguing over what they think I should be doing. And he was like, dude that's kind of what's going on for you right now. And I was like, really? And he, you know, and, and I was like, wow. And, and the hawk really represented to me at that point, And I still do it all the time is, you know, if I'm out surfing and all of a sudden I know it sounds crazy. You know, if I'm out surfing all of a sudden, like I'll see a dolphin or like the other day I was out in the ocean and this fucking, the sea line, just like he just cruises up by me. I'm the only one out there, dude. There's no one in the water except me. And I look down and this little face looks at me. And I was like, dude, who is like that? I don't know. That's some sort of connection. Now, I know right now some of your people. Yeah, some people like the sea lion, idiot. He wants to know if he's just checking you out. He doesn't recognize you. What does this guy think he's an Indian? And that's kind of vision, and you may feel that, and that's fine. It's your bit like the cardinal bit you have. Like, I love that that cardinal story because, you know, as much as it's a joke and, you know, the way it ends is, is hilarious and I love it, I mean, the first time you told that, I was like, I, I was like, I totally know what he's talking about. That Cardinal's his dad. Totally get it. Like, I, you know, and, well, um, and I really, you know. What I, blew me away, not, well, what, what I want to say is, you, what, Joe said this guy took him on a walk and didn't even talk to him for like the first hour. And you were pissed. You're like, oh. dude, what, what, why am I following this guy? And you're walking so in the woods and then he stopped you. And he basically told you, you're not connected with the earth whatsoever. 
And you're he, like, what he, really, he goes, yeah, what, yeah. He goes, so look at, you see all these birds, you see all this. He goes, to you, it's just this and this, but it's something deeper than that. We knew it. Anyone in the native tribal world, which, by the way, has been thought of as savages and basically have been colonized, killed, murdered, trained, brainwashed. This is just me talking. I'm not saying it's happened, just my own thoughts. When you really look at it all, and that is the key to all deep, deep connections of, oh, you eat this and this is medicine. You do this and you sit, you listen to the birds and you will, you will zen into something else. You sit. So with that, he then brings you and, he, and you said the hawk represents a deeper because he's closer to the heavens or whatever, however he explained it. And you, you, he basically taught you, wow, I'm so caught up in everything that's not real and non-existent. I had no clue how disconnected there's so many of us that are just disconnected. Oh yeah, I got to get home to get my car and I got to check this and I got to go in there. It's all just things. It's all material. It's nothing. It's nothing of value in your life. So with that, this is really cool, and I don't know if I told you this. Now, of course, you see hawks and all that jazz. So you, now we're on this journey, and now I'm into this Rob journey. This guy lost his wife. It's tragic. It's horrible. The guy can't last two minutes without sobbing in his place. And he goes, um... We were talking about birds, and I tell them the, the, the cardinal story. And like, hey, man, you don't know where spirits go and blah, blah, blah. None of us know. You can believe in the Bible. You can believe in whatever you believe in. But at the end of the day, we don't know. We don't know. Well, thousands of years they wrote it. Yeah, whatever. But you still don't know. So I said, you just never know if you're being guided. You don't know. So he goes, you know, it's so weird you say that. He goes, I was, I saw the most, be- I said, I, for all you know, your wife is looking after you and you don't know. And he said, well, I have this hawk that tormented me. And he starts sobbing, right? I said, what do you mean a hawk? He goes, this hawk. Now you just, we just spent time together and the way we came up with this whole subject was me getting drawn into the woods behind our hotel. Remember that? And I went, I don't know why. I just feel like I need to go in there and go for a hike and, and sit and meditate, right? Remember that? And Yeah. And I did it, and then you told me your whole journey, and I was blown out of my mind. Well, the thing that was you, so weird was like, the thing that was so weird with meditating and journey and all that stuff is that neither one of us would ever talk about it, but we were both, you know, whether we were meditating. Right. And I remember the, remember the one time... I, I come, I, you go, hey, dude, come down to my room. I go, okay. And I go in there, and there's like this Indian flute music on. And I'm like, dude, whoa, what's that? And, <laughs> yes, and, 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 that and you go like this. You go, you go, and you go like, yeah, that's what I listen to. And I go, no way. And then I remember, you know, like out on the road, I could always tell like when you were getting into show mode and everyone would, you know, people would ask me, dude, what's Brew like backstage? And like, I didn't, I would be like, like, well, should I tell him he's listening to ACDC doing cartwheels or hey, he's listening to flute music laying down. That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> and then, and, and I remember you would, I, I'd come back there and I'm like, hey man, I'm getting ready to go on, you know, which, which meant, okay, it's 20 minutes until you got to go on. 
and uh, and and I could tell. All right, he's in the zone because he would, you know, you'd be sitting there, and you, and you know, not that you were like eyes closed and all like candles lit. No, you know, you you would just be you would just be in, you know, you'd have your coffee, you'd have your music on, yep. and you'd have a piece of paper, yep. and and that's you know, and it's funny because those pieces of paper now have turned into the set list that I love you post because I think yeah, it's so what cool I do for people to. What I do is I go, I I go before the show. I listen to that and I go, whatever you want me to put out there. And D D D D put this in me a while ago where she said, Jim, you never know. There may be just one person sitting out there that really needs to to laugh and be healed tonight. And you may never know who it is, and you don't need to know who it is. But you should think about that. And that really, that, I approach every show now that way. So I'll turn on the music and I'll go, whatever you want me to say, I hope that person hears it. Say the right thing. So that's, that is my routine. And it's funny you say that, Joe, because I'm sure people are like, dude, what does he do backstage for the show? Is he, you know, is he, like you say, he's doing cartwheels, listening, he's banging head to Metallica. Just the opposite. Yeah. Oh, I have so Indian much the music. It's either two things. Yeah. It's either two things backstage. Either it, when the Mets are when the when it's baseball season, the Mets are on. I think there's even been times where the Mets are on the laptop, no volume, flute music, and you're getting ready to go on stage, listening to flute music, watching the Mets. <laughs> yeah. You know. So hold on one second. What's up, Kelsey? Just talk. Oh, that's why that happened. Just drive away, and it won't and it won't go on. No, I listened to him on the phone. Shut my Bluetooth off while I'm on my podcast. Okay. We're trying to save lives here, John. I got my daughter telling me to turn off I know, my Bluetooth. Yeah, we, hi, Kelly. Because, hi, Kelsey. Because she yeah, can hear and it. I don't, now, if I go off, all right, Bluetooth on, off. And we're still on. We're still on. Yeah, okay, we're cool. still on. Yeah. All right. So this whole hawk thing. If I remember, you said that's your the ultimate spiritual guide. And I guess what you're supposed to do is just sit and look and just let thoughts in or whatever. I don't, right? Something well, to no, that no, effect. I think, you know what? No, you know what it is. You know what it is. And this is. I just. I. I want to sidetrack or because I want to end with the Rob thing. thing, and I want to tell you where this went yeah. through me all the, all to this the, guy. Yeah. All I want, every uh, only thing I want to just throw out there really quick is this: is that at the end of the day, what this gentleman that took me out into the into the you know desert and we spent time together. All all you all have to know is this: he opened my eyes to different ways of thinking, not like different ways of thinking of of like you know God and and all of that. Right. It's just more about it's more about look. Stop worrying about getting an Escalade and whether you got the number one record or whether you're going to, in my case, sign this band and, and do this and do this as a comedian and do that with your kids and do, you know, like all this, like step back, take a look around what's going on and not, and, and that means just drop in to the moment that is in front of you. And when I say drop in, it's a skateboarding, surfing term. You drop into that wave. You know, it's no different than a ball player. You know, you know when we see a pitcher on the mound and they do that regiment of the same thing and they're so focused because they're in the moment. The only thing they're thinking about right there at that moment is getting that ball across the plate. And what all of us got to do is we have to stop. And as we go into the holidays, 
Like I'm really trying to say, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be in the moment with my two kids and my wife. I'm not gonna think about, oh God, I'm doing Edinburgh in August. Oh gosh, I wonder if Brewer's gonna call me to, you know, do something fun, and, and I gotta hit up so and so about making a T-shirt. No, I'm gonna just be in the moment of 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 just being there with my family and what. And sometimes it's just watching. Sometimes it's just sitting watching. It doesn't exactly. have to be engaging. It could be just and all, watching and studying each one and, exactly. and, 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 and watching how excited their faces are or how disappointed they are and knowing where they're at. Because I, I do believe, too, the more you're, the more you're in tune, and in, then you can start uh, helping everything else around you or you'll, you'll have, I don't know, more control, a different view. You're able to back up. It's it's um, it's a cool place to be. The more you get there, so exactly. And all the hawk, yeah. repre- all the hawk, all the hawk represented is, and and this is for this is all I'm saying is it. And I think you experienced it, Jim. And and I think today someone that's listening might go, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. You're cruising. You're going through your day. You're on the freeway. You're you're going for your jog. You're you're just going for a walk. You're doing something, and you're looking around at the at nature, and 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 you could be in your neighborhood, and all of a sudden, you know, you see a tree. You see this. You see that. You feel a wind on your face, and you're getting okay. Okay, cool. I get what they're talking about. I'm see, okay, I'm in the moment. I'm feeling this, and and all I'm saying is sometimes those whether it was the hawk, it all it really represented was it was a reminder to me to take time to notice what is going on around me. And when I do that, it made me also appreciate what was going on around me. And ultimately, when I came back to LA after spending the seven days out there, I I realized I, I needed to change what I thought was of value. I needed to change the way I treated people. I needed to change a lot about myself, not like because I was a bad dude, but just because I was so wrapped up in and in, in my case, the it was the record, the madness. The madness. Yeah. The and it madness. really, it, and, and ultimately I now, <clears throat> my eye is, you know, it's, it's, it's always over the years gotten a little bit better. But when I look at my right eye, it's blurry. And a lot of people go, God, does that scare you? And I say, no, now I know this sounds crazy. I am so grateful that that happened to my eye because I don't, right. I think if it, if, if I, because what I think, could have been thrown my right. way was a stroke yeah. a stroke a heart attack i could have yeah. died i don't know but yeah. when i look out my right eye that's a reminder to me to slow down and to really appreciate um the things in life and stop chasing the madness and all of us are chasing yeah. the madness whether you're trying to be the top of your company whether you're trying to be the top comic whether you're trying to be the top singer rock star top athlete top anything it's like you 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 can get so wrapped up that all of a sudden you you just lose complete um you lose direction of what your true direction is and i think i think that's that's what that hawk and what you and i talked about in albuquerque we both shared like so, whoa i've, so I've had check this, this out check this out so now i come home and you know we're, we're all working on this guy rob and he's showing signs but he's still tortured by the by the loss I mean, he's, his wound is wide open. He hears a song. He's sobbing. He's here. Um, he goes, oh, I told him, I told him the Cardinal story. And he goes, well, there's a bird. In my, he goes, and it's funny now. <laughs> but there's a, and I got to get him. I'm going to have him come on and tell the story. He's a great he guy. He goes, there, 
He's a great guy. I want I want he'll come on and he'll tell the actual story and events so you guys know I'm not snow coating this or or ex- exaggerating. He goes I drove I was driving home and it was the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. And as I was driving home there was a silhouette of a tree because of the, you know the blinding of the sun it was hard to see going forward because the sun was in front of him. So picture the sun setting in front of you on the highway. And you know those moments. It's really hard to see. And he goes, and it was a silhouette of a tree. And on top of it was a hawk. And it was staring at me. And he goes, and he was just reminding me that my wife is dead. And she's gone. And he was, he was torturing me. And then I, said, I went, oh, wow, 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 wow. I said, Rob, it's just the opposite. What, what are you talking about? I went, I just, I just spent time with this guy, Joe Sib, who I know this sounds crazy in a coffee shop at 8 in the morning. I go, but he had these issues, and he went on a walk with a Native American. I mean, you can't get any more authentic to spirituality, the earth, the bubble, all that. And he goes, and he brought up a hawk how that is your ultimate mentor. That's a spiritual guide. I go, that, I go, that might have been your wife looking over you. I mean, think about it. It was the most, you said it was a beautiful sunset. It was one of the most beautiful ever. He goes, even the hawk was gorgeous to look at, but I just, I want to, but you hear what you're saying. You said it was beautiful. It was, he goes, it was heavenly he used. I said, for all you know, that's your wife telling you, look where I'm at, and I'm looking over you. It's going to be okay. I got you. I will look after you. And dude, I'm going to start crying. He just started sobbing, and he went, oh, my God. I I think you're He goes, I think you're right, because that was my first feeling. But then I talked myself out of it. Bro. Here's where it gets wackier, right? So this is a great moment. It's a heal. You can tell the way he sobbed. It was a flushing, healing moment. And it was the beginning of him making a turn for, for the better of who he is now, who you never even... Dude, he's got his hit on. He's, there's so much to talk about him. So I go to the... Dude, you can't write this on my kids' lives if you're listening. I'm not even trying to sell anything. I'm just telling you about real life. Yeah. So I go to um, this park, and I bring a bucket of uh, baseballs and a bat. And I can't, no one's home during the day to play baseball with me, whatever, but it's a, it's a nice enough day, a little chilly, but a nice enough day, but I can be outside. So I go to this park. I'm the only one there. And I'm on this back field. It's like all these soccer fields, a couple baseball fields. And in the back, there's this little field. No one's ever there. Um, so I go back there, and there's, a, there's some bleachers and a, and a wooden fence, uh, maybe a three-, four-foot wooden fence that goes along the grass line. <clears throat> and, I'm, and I'm thinking about what just happened with Rob life and where am I and how are my kids 
Am I a good father? And I'm just, and I'm throwing the ball up and I'm crack and I'm hitting the ball and I would hit, I would hit the balls to the other side of the field and I'd run across and I'd pick them all up, put them in, and then I'd hit them again, bang. And as I'm about to hit the last ball and I go, am I doing the right thing just in general with this guy all my life, Joe? As I'm about to throw up the next, the last ball on the picket fence, very low to the ground, was the biggest hawk you can imagine just staring uh-huh. at me. Dude. And it was I, on, my, on my life. Now, if my father-in-law is here, he goes, well, because the field has a lot of mice in it, and he's sitting there hunting, and he don't care. he's hunting. He's not there because of you. But when you, when you think about our whole story and journey, what we just said, and I, I mean, I just, I just stopped. I stared at it. I took a picture of it, and then I was going to videotape, and I went, don't videotape. Just take this moment. And I put down my phone, I stared at him, and I just started giggling. And I went, all right, thank you. And I just hit the last ball, and I went down again. And he stayed, he stayed for about 10 minutes. One hunting, maybe he was hunting, and he just watched me on a fence. And those of you know hawks, that's not normal. They're, they're always up oh, a yeah. tree or they're on a bear tree. They're not hanging out by a fence close to you. It was, I don't know. I like to think, whatever you may call it, it was a pretty cool moment. So I, I yeah. wanted to talk to you today about that and where that came and how journeys go, even through conversations and, and positive and all that. And it leads to this man who's lost his wife and then me on the field and just going, wow, is this all connected? Well, we went, I don't know. Yeah. And for all we know, it's just a big, dumb, stupid story. But um, when I met Rob, when I met Rob after, you know, all that, and we all went down last summer to, uh, to Atlantic City to do, what was that casino that we did? It's, that's awesome. Hard Rock. Um, no, 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 it was the Bergata. Bergata. It was great. Uh-huh. And he came with us. And, and I remember yeah. from where Oh, we went I to knew, dinner. That's right. Yeah, because I knew where he was at, you know, the journey and where he was that, where he, where he was now. Like, I'm telling you guys, oh. when he's on the show, when he's on the show, you won't even think yeah. it's the same person. Because yeah, you're not he gonna- has... He's really, he's really done so much soul searching and working and just, and, 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 and it's great now because he can, he can talk about his wife and, and not cry. He told me about like, not we anymore. Around, he, yep. he, he was talking about like dancing and, and I was, I was telling him, you gotta, you gotta start dancing, which he thought I was crazy, but he was like, my knee is messed up. I'm like, dude, we got to get you dancing, you know? And, no. uh, and, but do you know what he does every Saturday night now? Friday and Saturday night? What? He goes dancing. What? He goes to no uh, this place in Jersey. I swear to God. He goes dancing every Friday at this place called The Manor in oh New Jersey. God. And he dances. And then he went, he went, he always talks about, he likes, he likes dancing with the black, when it's black oh night. Because they, he tells the funniest stories when they're like, look at the white boy, come in here, white boy. And they dance with him. He's like, they got soul. And they, he has, 
Dude, oh, I gotta man. get him on here. The I'm so happy so, yeah. he's dancing because yes, he because we were in the car and we were driving down. <laughs> it, it was so funny because so it's me, you, and and him. I'm in the back seat. It was like it was like a scene out of like like Goodfellas. Like we gotta go down the floor yeah. and make this hit, you know. And he's sitting. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, an, he's an older gentleman, but he looks cool. Yep. And I remember, yep. I remember we were talking and he was like, oh, you know, I go, you know, what do you, you know, what did you, you know, what did you, you know, he goes, man, my wife and I used to dance, and, but my knees messed up. I can't do it. And I was like, dude, you got to start. That makes me so happy that he's doing that. It was he was, I could tell that was his, or yep. something. Yeah. Yeah. It's his hip in so which great. we made it do his hip. But, um, I just want to, I want to thank you. I love you. You're such a good person. Oh. Um, dude, where I do love people, you too, let me look at your Instagram. It's Joe Sib. Yeah, Joe underscore Sib. Yeah, Joe underscore, Joe underscore S-I-B. I'd be so stoked. I love Brewer. I love Jim. You've been, I mean, I got to just say it really quick, man, for everyone. Jim has, you know, we all love you, Brewer, because you give us side aches from, you know, making us laugh so fucking hard. I mean, people... You know, but dude, you're such a, you've been such a great friend to me. You've been through, you know, our ups and downs, you know, and you've, you know, you're, I, you know, it's funny, man. It's like, you know, I love touring with you and I, and I love all that. And, and before I became, you know, before we became friends, it was like, I want to get this. I want to do that. And now it was like, when I saw you in San Diego, dude, it was just like, I was like, well, this is my friend, man. And like, it, you've been such a good person to me and um i just you know i want to thank you for that man like you and and yeah, then also and for comics too. listening dude for the comics that are listening dude you you're the only guy i ever toured with and this is no diss to any of the other dudes you're the only guy that wants to talk about comedy <laughs> i mean seriously <laughs> I, how many how many times after shows would we go back to the hotel and sit in the bar until they like three oh. in the morning and i would be okay what about this bit okay joe do it this way okay jim last night you did this can i ask you a question i mean you taught me the biggest secret you know have your ending what's your ending you know and like what's it's your really, ending yeah. What's your ending? I remember you, every, I remember you every bit, if you me. got an ending, then you can build as much cake as you want in the front. And if you watch my comedy, and you that is my style. Once I have oh, totally. my ending, then I keep building the story in front of it. And I keep putting the layer, because I know, no matter what my journey, I got a nice little uh, candle that you're going to blow out and everyone applauds when it's over. And that's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. And also, and also you taught me, you taught me a lot. Like I remember, I remember, especially when we were on tour in Metallica, because we were with each other so much, like I would be saying something and you'd start laughing. And I'm like, why are you laughing at that? And you'd be like, it's funny. And I remember, I remember I was like, that's not funny. And you were like, dude, if you can talk about those type of things on stage and just deliver it the way you did right here, I'm telling you, and I remember it took me a year I'm like, what does he mean by that? And I, and then mm. finally, I remember we were in like Fresno or something. And I and I did a set, and you were there. I forgot where we were, and I remember I got done, and you were like, okay, there, you you know what? It's like you're like sixty percent there. Like there was moments you really, and I was like, okay, I get what you're talking about. I get it. Yeah. Um. And yeah. That, and I, I I can't thank you enough for that, man. I really can't. You're welcome, man. I love you too for all you've done for me as well. You've helped me a billion times. You've given me bits to flourish on. You've ha. given me so we many have areas to keep going. So, you know, our journey will continue. And I can't thank you enough. Follow Joe. Give him love. Um, send him some You want to bust Joe's. You know what? 
if you listen <laughs> today and you go to Joe Sibbs, send us send us pictures. I want to see pictures of hawks. If you're really into yes. that story or indies or whatever, just send little pictures because this was cool. The um, last podcast, what I did, I'm getting all these pictures of I got from Oregon. Oh my god, this is hold on a second, just as we have a second, and I can't tell you guys enough how much I appreciate this stuff. It makes me feel so good here. Like I have, where is it right here? Let me just look at this real quick. Is on my Facebook page. Oh shoot, it's on my Facebook page. Hold on. I'm so I'm so pathetic and old. Um, I feel like an old man going. Hold on a second. Yeah, uh, from Oregon is she sends me. A, I have sunsets. I have walking in the woods. I have surfing. I have all these pictures that people sent me from all over the country. I got from from Florida to Oregon to the state of Washington to California. Even Chicago, Texas, um, where's this one? Maine, and it's all people going, dude, that podcast, this is how I do So I'm, I'm glad. I just I want to thank everyone listening today. I want to thank you, Joe, and I wish the best over the holidays. Um, I mean, we have many hawks in our street. We have many wow. hawks in our street. And I just want to say I love you, man, and uh, we'll be connecting soon because, like I said, for many reasons, just as a friend and all. But I can't thank you enough for all you've done. And for all you listeners, have a great Christmas, whatever you're doing. Just enjoy life. It's so short. It's so precious. It's so delicate. It's more than you know. So enjoy. Have big laughs. Open up your mind. Don't talk pot. Don't, don't get into the oh, madness. Oh, God, don't, don't. It's, don't it, get into, don't get into the madness. Walk out. Walk out. I went through it the other night. I'm not going to get into it. Some people were flipping out over something, and they were. I'm like, you guys, are, you're not connected, man. Life is so much deeper than what you're bugging out over. So do, all do, the best Do me Joe. a favor. Hey, give yeah. D a big hug for me. Say I hi will. to the girls for me. I want to. I want to see will. videos of. Uh, I want to see videos of uh, Gabby singing, dude. Or I want to see some videos this over the holidays. I know you guys have those parties oh, at yeah. your house. I want to see some oh, yeah. singing. I want to see some of those meals you guys have. I'll send you. And you know, dude, like you said, um, you know, let's have a great Christmas break. Uh, and, uh, and you know, everyone that I've met. Hey, and everyone I've met torn with Jim thank you so much for always coming up and saying hi you have the best fans Jim they're, they're, I feel like they're all one big family I love, I love it. it hey to the Metallica family it. too man all those yep, people all Jesus absolutely so all right, I love guys. you Jim love you too Joe um, we'll all right, talk brother. soon so there you go I want to thank Joe for being on today I'm heading to Foxwoods And then on December 28th and 29th, I will be in Atlantic City, the Hard Rock Casino. I do have some other casinos and a lot of tour dates are on the way. They will be announced. I have some other cool... I finished a script. I'm so excited. I'm working on a film. I haven't worked on a film in 25 to 30 years. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I love this. I'm not going to lie to you. I love this script. That I put together, I'm working on, um, I want to finish maybe three to four episodes by the spring and then maybe ship this around. And I don't care if whoever doesn't want to take it and it falls flat on his face. I feel so good about this. I'm willing to just film it and 
podcast it and put it out there because it's not, it has nothing to do with I want to be on TV or I want to, it's a passionate project that I truly believe is going to help people's, like people are going to, it's, it's going to make people feel good and it's going to make you feel connected. That's what I'm hoping for. And when I hope for that, I, I, I do everything I can to make sure it's on the paper and on the script. And it's a long journey to get to the to the screen, to get to the video part. A long journey. But that's okay. I'm not on I'm not on a time refrain. I'm not getting paid to write it. I'm not getting uh, I'm not under restrictions. So that's why I love it. It's pure passion. And and it's just God, I love it. So I hope this all comes to fruition. And who knows? Maybe one of you are gonna be in it. Maybe one of you are gonna be in it. Maybe you become one. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. It's so wide open. That's what I love about it. I don't want to think in the box. I always want to think outside the box. So like I said in the uh, podcast, I will get Rob on here, the real Rob, to come on there and, and talk about all that stuff that you just heard. And I want to thank you for sending me all the pictures, You're starting to send me all the messages on Instagram and Facebook. Um. It means so much more than you know. I love the videos I get. Certain people send me video messages. Actually, there's only one. You know who you are up there in Boston. Um, but everyone that's been there, gosh, you, you, you have no clue how easy it is just to be good people. You have no clue. And when you do it, it means so much more than you can ever imagine. So I can't thank you enough. We're going to reconnect next week. I'm going to get my daughter. We are podcasting tomorrow. And uh, I think we're going to videotape a little bit, maybe put up on YouTube. Don't hold me to it. But that's all on the way too. I just bought all different types of material and audio equipment. And I'm getting a um, video camera to bring with us on the road. So we're going to try to expand on this thing. And I just can't thank you enough. Have a safe new year. If I don't talk to you, actually, no, I think podcasts will be out before New Year's. But have a great Christmas, Christmas Eve, whatever you do, Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate in life. Enjoy taking the moment and thank you for listening. I hope to see you on the road because I can't wait to get out there and make people laugh. All the best to you. Thank you for listening.